Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. Picard and the Enterprise are transporting the elderly Admiral Jameson to negotiate a hostage situation. But when the Admiral begins to get younger before their very eyes, secrets and history will have to be discovered before it's too late! From February 6th, 1988, it's season one, episode 15, Too Short a Season, or 17 again. Ah! <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. I'm Cam. That's Dan. And we are not 17 again. We're the Met Generation. age makeup piss poor age makeup we have terrorists we have negotiations and somebody stole professor xavier's chair (laughs) (laughs) and a disease that doesn't exist i love that they never go into it it's just like it's the can't walksies he has just you know the the can't walksies That's killing yeah, you him, know. obviously. I mean, look at that face. He's, he's, the, yeah, the, the scientific name is Old Z Can't Walksies. <laughs> his, his performance as an old person actually reminded me of McCoy's performance as an old person where there's just lots of excessive yeah. lip licking. And, I, I, I wonder who they're modeling elderly men after that they're like, just give him like Quasimodo brow. That's what old people look like, right? They just get a bunch of excess skin on their forehead. It's it's such a strange choice. Gene Roddenberry, Well, just Dan, like obviously. jowls, man. That's what old people have is jowls. You got to go for the neck. All this forehead and like give them sort of a decrepit weird eye bulge. It's like that's not that's not old. That's cancer. You have a tumor on your face. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess we'll never know about Iverson's disease until it's discovered by Dr. Iverson in whatever the fuck year. Assuming that it's not like Lou Gehrig's disease where it's named after the person who who contracts it first. Oh my god, is Alan Iverson okay? All right. I don't know. I hope so. <sighs> well, I know he's a dedicated so. listener of this podcast, so Alan text me. <laughs> Let us know, please. You are too valuable to this society to go out like that. <laughs> right? Oh, God. Well, Cameron, we should probably let, yeah, let them know what's going on in this episode. On Stardate 41309.5, the Enterprise brings aboard the old as fuck, obviously, Admiral Mark Jameson and his wife, Anne, on request of Carness. The governor of Mordan 4. Those people that I just mentioned are played by Clayton Rohner, Marsha Hunt, and Michael Pataki, which is one of my favorite surnames that I've ever heard. You got all that, folks? There's going to be a test later. <laughs> there is going to be a test later. No, I'm just saying because they're fairly well-known 80s people. You know, it's important. Pop culture and shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I don't know what I'm doing. Karnas warns that a dissident terrorist group has taken a Federation ambassador and his staff hostage and demand to speak to a negotiator. Specifically, Admiral Mark Jamerson, since he had negotiated a previous settlement on Mordan 4. As they approach the planet, Jameson begins audio communication with Karnas to learn more of the situation, but soon discovers that it was Karnas himself that had taken the Federation staff hostage. Karnas reminds Jameson that his treachery during their last encounter on Morden 4 resulted in years of war. Against the advice of Picard, Jameson devises a plan to rescue the hostages by transporting the away team, now including the captain, to the tunnels beneath Karnas' mansion. When Jameson believes the hostages where he believes the hostages are being held, Picard privately confronts Jameson about Karnas' motives. Jameson reveals that in the past, Karnas had captured a Federation starliner in revenge for the death of his father by another local tribe. <laughs> Oh, I love that there are still starliners. I mean, there are starliners just as there are ocean liners. It's it's a good time. Everyone's just on there, drinking, watching a floor show. It's a good time. Was this the st- was this one called the Starlight Express? No, I wish. That'd be amazing, because then everyone would be on roller skates. <laughs> Jameson had negotiated and pretended to be trained. I'm just imagining a, what do they what do you call the engines? A nacelle? Yes. On the end of a starship, those are nacelles, warp nacelles. Okay. Yes, warp nacelles. Now I'm just imagining uh, a roller skate with nacelles on it. Uh, Jameson had negotiated for the passenger's release by giving Karnas what he demanded, a supply of Federation weapons. However, Jameson, in his interpretation of the Prime Directive, also supplied the warring tribes with an equal number of weapons. Separate but equal, right? (laughs) (laughs) Jameson had thought this would only lead to a short-lived skirmish. I had not expected a war would last over 40 years. Jameson is now insistent on correcting his past mistake and thus took a reverse aging drug in order to be his best. They find along the journey that he is becoming stronger and more able to move about on his own, which is no longer... I mean, which isn't supposed to be possible with the fictional Iverson's disease that he was known to have. The crew discovers that he has been taking an array of drugs to reverse the aging process and has recently taken both his dose and the dose he got for his wife because he a dick. Jameson begins to appear younger and full of energy, but frequently has pains as a result of the overdose. By the time they are nearing Morden, Jameson is now a young adult with a mullet and all. In orbit, the Enterprise crew and Jameson, Jameson beam down into the tunnels beneath Karnas' manor, but find their arrival was anticipated and face off against armed guards. Jameson collapses during the fight, and the crew beams back to the Enterprise, where they discover Jameson was not shot, but instead that the drugs are killing him. Karnas demands to see Jameson, or he will kill a hostage every 15 minutes. Picard opts to beam down himself, Dr. Crusher, Jameson, and eventually Jameson's wife, Anne, directly to Karnas' office. Though Karnas was initially hesitant to believe that the young man is Jameson, Picard shows him the images of his reverse aging over the last few days, because apparently the Enterprise can do that, and after which Jameson reveals a scar on his wrist, inflicted by Karnas all those years ago as a seal to their deal. Karnas prepares to fire on Jameson to get his revenge, but decides to re instead to watch him suffer and die horribly. 
cause stuff. Jameson dies shortly after in his wife's embrace. Carnus agrees to let the hostages go and to allow Jameson to be buried on Mordan 4 at Anne's request. And so ends this soap opera too short a season. I watched uh, I watched you <laughs> I watched you say the name of the planet in slow motion there. You were beautiful and then that just went to <laughs> oh, fun. Oh 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 <laughs> My give up. Wow, Phantom Menace ref 20 years late. Um Cameron Yes, Dan. What did you love about this episode? <laughs> I mean, I loved the idea of the plot. Um, I loved the Admiral uniform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved Professor Xavier's chair. I loved that he was trying to make right. I mean, I, I really did enjoy the plot. I thought it was great. But... Uh, yeah. It was really something. <laughs> what did you enjoy? Oh Dan? man, we're gonna barrel through this one. Um, I really enjoyed his wife Anne. I thought her reactions were warranted and well realized, and she was a good and supportive partner, but she expressed her own needs and desires in a way that was realistic. Like, nah, I I I've stuck with Absolutely. your ass for fifty years. And I assume they dated for some time before that. So, you know, they've mm-hmm. been together for over half a century. She's like, you pulled this goddamn bullshit. I mean, I don't know why he's why why she's surprised. He's obviously been a self-serving. Oh, prick he's definitely since day one, a career but... man first. And I think part of her attraction to him is definitely like he is a career man and he has achieved so much, but like he's not retired at 85. Like, <laughs> which is amazing. Cause Dr. McCoy at 145 looked younger than yeah, this guy. Did I guess at one of the, uh, unfortunate side effects of Iverson's disease is it ages you up even more, I guess. <laughs> It coats you with terrible, <laughs> these terrible age makeup. Where did they come from? Oh, no. <laughs> I have Iverson's disease. Um, I also enjoyed, honestly, how little of the crew we really interacted with, honestly. Like, nobody outside of Picard and uh, Beverly had much of a, a role in this. It was really just, hey, let's have the guest star like anchor this show and just be brooding. And lip licking and surprisingly handsome, even when he was all clammy and weird. I get the I get the feeling that you know, I, I saw DC Fontana's name on this. And I can't decide mm-hmm. if she pitched the regret uh, regretting the terrorist angle, um the you know, secrets and lies, old wounds, if she pitched that or if she pitched the old age de-age. Um, there's quite a story behind that. Ooh, okay. We'll get to we'll get to the trivia. Um, I really enjoyed uh the twist of him having uh, of the the terrorists not being a thing and that this <laughs> I love that he's essentially a military dictator. And they're like, nope, yep, let's believe everything he says. This guy who 
you know, came out on top after a 40-year civil war. He's definitely he's definitely on the up and up. Oh, you say there's hostages and <laughs> you provide us with guy. zero evidence? Perfect. <laughs> Great. You, you know, know what? what? We'll you, take sir, it. are trustworthy. You just got one of them faces. <laughs> one of those <laughs> 1980s villains' faces. <clears throat> The world is a beautiful place. We are already in a utopia. Yeah, Dan. we are. I don't know if it's you realized, fine. but we are. The measles everything are just a hiccup. Wonderful. Um, everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a podcasting team. Cameron, this wasn't <laughs> yes, all Dan. Professor Xavier's chair and horrible old age makeup, <laughs> though, was it? No. No, it was not. <laughs> just, I mean, it... Uh, the the acting was was a hot mess not for Anne but for for our dear admiral it was just and and what is his name Carnass Kardak whatever yeah. yeah it's it was seriously like I mean it was a throwback to silent film acting <laughs> yeah, it, it was so expressive his, the, especially Cardass was like worse than Shaq dude it was like what's happening. <laughs> How 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 make threat now, girl? I mean, Bill Shatner probably was like, "Whoa, guys, can you calm it down?" It just doesn't seem natural. It's so forced. Put a pod like you're wearing some sort of presentational idea. Whereas mine comes entirely from a center of look at me. That's my method. <laughs> Method, look at me. And it worked. It worked, goddamn. I'm a that star. pretty son of a bitch. The audience loves mm-hmm. me, and I love them. And they love me for loving me, and I love them. For, All right, no, Roxy, get Never back mind. on track. <laughs> this is on track. But yeah, the acting and the makeup were just atrocious. <laughs> It's just, I mean, and I hoped that as he got younger, it would get better, and it got worse. It somehow got worse. Unbelievable. Oh, it's it's really. It's almost as if he was wearing um, all those prosthetics and the makeup, and it was like keeping it inside. It was tamping down his acting choices. Now, granted, I have since seen this actor on um, Ozark wonderful show on netflix he was in he was in an episode there and he was awesome so good now granted it had been 30 years (laughs) but yeah this was this was something this was but well i forgot to mention one of my other favorite things which was which is also a little bit of trivia, but uh, Michael Pataki also is a returning actor from the original series. And whom did he play? He <laughs> played Korax, a Klingon, in one of my favorite episodes, The Trouble with Tribbles. God damn it. <laughs> damn you to hell. Already there, thank you. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) but yeah just a nice throwback all right well (laughs) there you've said it 
You got your goddamn tribbles. <laughs> I do have my goddamn tribbles. They're going to keep coming Ugh, back. You know? I got 99 problems, and all of them are tribbles. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, so the other thing that I hated about this episode is that DC Fontana originally wrote it. And then for some reason, it was rewritten by Gene Roddenberry's lawyer. What? Leonard Mazelish. Yep. And it pissed her off so much that she quit the show and lodged a complaint with the Writers Guild. Holy shit. Did she ever come back? So that's, you'll have to wait and see. But uh, this made Maurice Hurley, the one of the lead producers, um, <laughs> it made him say, Gene, get out. You no longer know what you're doing. Hand your writing staff over to me. So. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit of drama behind this <laughs> soap opera <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> And with the golden hair. Shut up, you dying old bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Golden hair. (laughs) Maybe we should just do Admiral impressions for the rest of the time that we have. I think we should do every quote as if we're the Admiral. (laughs) How would you feel about that? All right. Done and done. Bringing up quotes now, unless you have more trivia. Um, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. It was just, you know, it was a bad time for everyone. (laughs) The writers weren't pleased and. That was pretty much it. Nobody was pleased. Good. Good. Number one. I did also appreciate that uh, (laughs) there was a little flirtation between uh, Crusher and Picard right at the beginning. Always. Forever and always. Always. And when you're finished with him, perhaps you can give me a checkup. You know, there's only one thermometer I like to use. <laughs> Not the digital no, one. No, no. Old school. <laughs> Just like Mama used in France. <laughs> what? <laughs> All of our kinks come from our fucked up childhoods, Cameron. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Admiral Mark Jameson said, I have found that peace, or the appearance of it, is often a prelude to war. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't say audible lick-lipping, but let's be real. Lick-lipping. Lick-lipping. Lip-licking? Lip-licking. Lick-lipping. I like lick-lipping. Let's keep that. <laughs> you told me that old Pritor Stain had ordered your father's assassination. You told me that you wanted arms to destroy him. Peace wasn't on your mind. All you wanted was revenge, and I gave you the weapons to do it. <laughs> All right, this is uh, Captain John Luke Picard, but I'm having fun with the Admiral voice, so I'm just going to do it in that voice. <laughs> the quest for youth. <sighs> Number one. <laughs> so futile. Age and wisdom have their graces too. 
I wonder if one doesn't have to have age and wisdom to appreciate that. I sir. hope not. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not mature enough for this. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> May I suggest a secured channel? <sighs> Admiral. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> I'm sensible, Pagatin Pagard. Make it so. Make it so. Make it so. Um, I did appreciate uh, when Karnas said, My revenge will be seen you live like this. Such pain. But I was kind of hoping <laughs> instead of saying such pain like that, he'd go, Such pain. Pain? Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. Well, it was almost, I mean, it was a throwback to Khan Nooney and Singh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a throwback to Khan. He was like, I'm an evil dictator. Try and reason with me. Ha 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 ha. Maybe it's I'm an evil dictator. Try and change my yeah, mind. Right? I did appreciate that the uh, phasers were different colors depending on what they were set to. Although stun and blowtorch are apparently the same color, but whatever. Um... Yeah, it just kind of breezed past. It was fine. It was it was it was an episode that what about the What about the Dr. Crusher? I have a gut feeling he's hiding something. Do you now? No. You <laughs> kept crushing. Now that's an observation I would expect from Counselor Troy. Wop 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 She was nowhere present. Yep. Also no Wesley this episode. I know. He had some time off. He's he's on leave. He had to go work he out. He was down. Uh, he was visiting the traveler, <laughs> which is why he had to go work out. Yeah, gotta be built. Gotta get jacked first, man. Not skinny enough. <laughs> he's like taped his fingers together, so he only has three. <laughs> Am I pretty now? Do you find this attractive? <laughs> he crosses and uncrosses his leg in the chair. <laughs> oh, Wesley, you are always pretty. Rest, Jameson. Your long night and mine are over. <laughs> apparently, his hatred can die with his hated person. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I outlive all my enemies, I'll I'll die a happy man. <laughs> You're not going to. I know. You have a lot I of enemies, I do have a lot sir. of enemies, but I'm trying to be healthier just so I can live longer. Out of spite. <laughs> I'm going to laugh when you have a vegan heart attack at 40. Well, it's not going to happen. I've quit <laughs> I've quit all the nicotines, Cameron. Yeah, but you smoked for a long time. I smoked off and on for a brief period, sir. Of years. Okay, well, I'm also down to my college weight, and I'm only drinking once a week now, so suck a big floppy once one. Once a yeah. week? 
Well, sucking a big floppy one is not an insult. It's not an insult. I'm telling you what you should go do after this. It was a helpful (laughs) suggestion for your plans on the day. (laughs) Cameron, how Uh, many... Henry Alpha stabbed me in the face. No, I was just going to ask you, how many stolen Professor Xavier chairs would you give this episode? (laughs) You know, I'll give it a two. Yeah. It wasn't the worst thing we've ever seen by any means, but it was. It was just kind of lame. It was a sh- it was a shacting tour de force. Yeah, it wasn't even shacting anymore. It was just like I don't claim to be a great actor, but it was uh, subtlety be damned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. You don't claim to be a great actor since when? <laughs> since we're on the air, Cameron. I <laughs> I have oh, to appear okay, humble for okay. my fans. <laughs> Um, I, I would also give it a two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was fine. The only time we got to see the rest of the crew was like when they beamed down and had the phaser fight. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed the Picard and the Beverly stuff, but outside of that, it just felt like, eh, why are we? Why are we here? Why are we doing this? <laughs> the pea crusher stuff. <laughs> Ah, well, we've loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. We will be back with When the Bow Breaks, which better involve Wesley falling out of a tree. (laughs) Sort of. Amazing. Kind of. Well, even though this episode is mediocre at best, I hope that all of you don't just have a great week, but make it so. Keep... On Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. While Picard and the Enterprise are transporting the elderly Admiral Jameson to negotiate a hostage situation. Then what? nothing. End of sentence. S- <laughs> that makes perfect sense, Cameron. What are you talking about? While Picard and the Enterprise are transporting the elderly Jameson to negotiate a hostage situation. Period. What's confusing to you? I don't understand what your problem is. All right, let me fix it. You're so you know good what? At what you I do. am a professional writer. <laughs> I just give I see you right right now and the guy I'm like fuck you <laughs> I guess it's changing my pocket wasn't enough I'm like fuck you and fuck you if I was with you I'd still be with you it's the pain in my chest I'll do with you the best I'm like, fuck you Fuck her too This is nothing personal It was just stuck in my head It's always stuck in my head Fucking CeeLo It was brilliance
a Secret Weapon production.